Excuse me, miss. Uh, what's that you're listening to? Well, it's a podcast. It's all about this couple from England who are in a lifestyle, and they talk about their adventures. So is uh, that child-friendly, then, is it? No. <laughs> they say lots of naughty things, and they swear a lot. But would you like to listen? Get in the gym or to your car With our advice you could go far We fuck things up and we make mistakes And talk about our sexy dates It's getting hard for this to rhyme Just as well cause it's bed Right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Vanilla Ice is back with a brand new invention. You do spring these uh, things on me. <laughs> these things? These, these um, things. Um, what are those things called? You know, things. You just spring these things on me. It, it was quite difficult to do that little rap. Was it? Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Despite your tea gargling in D- advance. Well, yeah, a little bit of tea gargling. Never does anybody any harm. Welcome to episode 57 of the Bedhoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. I'm Mrs. H. And this is a show all about me. Me, 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 me. I think you'll find I'm in the hot seat today, dear. Ah, is this, this not It's all one? about me. Ah, well it's, well, it's not all about you. <laughs> all about me and my fellow... It's all about you. <laughs> and my fellow ladies. And my you, fellow ladies. And your fellow ladies. Yeah. The fellowship of the... Lady rings. Lady rings. <laughs> I was going to try and see if I, I... If it had been guys, I'd have said the cock rings. But... Uh... Okay, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. But this is all about me today. Are you walking straight into Mordor? Um, uh, yes, if you like. One does simply not walk into Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the lady episode. So um, in the last couple of weeks, we did a, uh, a guy episode with yep. me and or Lord Voldemort and I. A cunning, simple play based on the story of his love. Of a yeah. boy's love for Lord Voldemort. <laughs> um, uh, Lord Voldemort and I sat down and talked about men. Mm, man. Ooga chaka, ooga chaka. We did that. And very manly it was too. Very very manly. Yeah. And then then we, we, we changed ship for a little bit and talked about uh being bi. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we covered that with uh, the delightful Kiwi and Sherry. Mm-hmm. Lord Voldemort and Vanilla Eyes. Yep. And in this episode <laughs> it is an, a a complete focus on the ladies with you. I thought you were gonna say it was a complete fuck up there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Screw you. Screw you. One thing you said to talk about was all about the ninny. Which is apt because we've been watching uh, reruns of South Park this last week. Well, they're I'm not loving them. They're not reruns. Well, they're, they're, you know, like we're revisiting them. You make it sound like it's like the BBC has got nothing else but to screen South Park. <laughs> like remaster South Park editions. Yeah, it's we're yeah. watching it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's very good. It's been great. <laughs> so we're going to keep watching that. Anyway, um, it's not what we have on in the background. This time around we, we have... We have Men in Black 2, I that's believe. That's right. Men Blackier. What? Men in Black 2, <laughs> Men Blackier. Even Blackier. Yeah. Slightly more black than the last time. I really like this film. Do you? I do. It's all right. This is not a good film. I didn't say it was a good film. I you made I a bad it. song, Petey. A bad <laughs> song. This is a shit film. I just said I liked it. That doesn't mean it's a good film. Uh, uh, okay. You can like shit films. You can like shit films. You like a lot of shit films. I No. Yes, you really do. No, I really don't. You However, absolutely do. However, this film is pretty fucking terrible. All right, it's not bad. 
it has neither the original charm of the first one, mm. like the, the it's out of nowhere, it's like this brand new adventure uh, of that one. And, and it also doesn't have Jermaine Clement in it. No, this is true. Actually, it's shit. It has no Jermaine Clement. It has Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yes, with his weird two heads, necks, whatever he's got. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? No, so is it a shit film? It's mediocre. All right, right. <laughs> Why have you put it on there? Mr. H, Ruining Dreams, <laughs> 1977. Thank you very much. Please come oh, again. Fine. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so, um, thank you very Ladies. much. Well, yeah, we're going to get to that bit in a second. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to uh, Lord Voldemort for his help last time. Yep. And a huge thank you to Vanilla Rice for this time. Yes. And then also a huge thank you for... To, uh, to me. For, uh, no, I'm getting... To, to me. To me. <laughs> to me, my woodland chums. I've been dreaming of true Thank you to kids. me for doing a delightful interview and not fucking it up. Yes. Well done on you. Thanks. Um, I was also going to say thank you to the Sherry's Caring Podcast for the help on the buy episode. We've received lots of nice feedback about both the men episode and the buy one. Um, hopefully we'll get as much nice fe- feedback about the lady one. I'm sure we will. And if we don't, then, you know, it was just, you know, a bit crap, really. I mean... I mean, this is, a, this is a nice episode. You're thanking everyone. Really? Yeah. I am a massive thanker. You really are. <laughs> so, uh, before we um, play the tapes... And thank anyone else. You know, because if we're going to be retro about things, we might as well play some tapes. All right. Um, what have we got coming up? I've got no idea. Okay, fine. I'll tell everybody. <laughs> so, we've got Desire on the cards. Oh, well, the... we've always got that coming up. Well, that's, it's like four or five weeks away. It's like it's four and a bit. That. Yeah, it's. Um, well, a... it was four when we recorded this. All right, yeah, it's not long. Um, we've got one costume sorted. We've got to get our shit together. Ooh, we can just wear it like six ways. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it inside out. Yeah. Swap costumes one day. Yeah. That'll, that'll fox everyone. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Winning. Um, we've got two shows coming up that where we w- would like your gentle listener oh, input. Oh, yes. I'm excited about these. Are you? We have the Room 101. Yes. One. So, one. Room, runner, room 101. Room 101. Yeah, Can you explain what that is? I could. Could you? Yeah, well, I will. Oh, good. <laughs> so, this is... Um, what would you like to send into a room and banish it forever? What would you like <laughs> to send to a room? Yeah. So, are you talking specifically about maybe the lifestyle? Yes, I think. Yes. Yeah, not just general. It's not like oh, I hate ice cream truck rings or whatever they are, or, or, or bad drivers, or yeah, people or, with no manners. Yeah. Although all those things should go into room one hundred and one anyway. Mm, people in lifts. People in lifts. People that get into a lift with you. What if I got into a lift with you? That's fine. You're you're an assumed part of the party, but additional members. Your argument that. has massive flaws, dear. It's my rumor one hundred and one. I can't even <laughs> say the fucking thing. I'm going to struggle with this. <laughs> so yeah, what you would put into this room to banish things forever? Yes, because they're so deplorable, and you hate them. Yeah. So uh, and they please... really grind your gears. <laughs> Please write into us and let us know what we should put in room 101, what we can put into a t-shirt yes. can and go boom yes. and fire it away because it's shit. Absolutely. Particularly about the lifestyle though. That would be good. Yeah. About uh, although lifestyle. I think people with bad manners should go in there anyway. Well, that's fine. Yes. But anything for anything that winds you up, things that we should banish, things that we should let go of. Yeah. And if you've got a few ideas on things we should do more of, we're open to that as well. Like yeah. the uh, room 102 where we put the good things. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Um, other things we've got coming up, or other episodes, we're going to be talking about taking one for the team. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I've got a lot to say about this. Oh, you do? Well, I have a lot to say about everything, to be you fair. You really do? Yeah. But on this particular topic, um, I've got quite a lot of thoughts. And okay. I, it's been brewing in my head, mm. like a cup of tea that is much colder than oh, a cup of coffee. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, like a perfectly temperate beverage that is of equal temperatures to coffee. Look, we had a full-on science report from I our good chums. That's rubbish. What, the science report? But ultimately, it meant I was right, so that's all I took from I'm it. still not entirely convinced that's on their science That's because it was so wordy, I couldn't send any of it. <laughs> You're just winding them up now. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thank you very much for, for letting us know that uh, Mrs. For, H could have been right. For not actually revealing any scientific facts yes. whatsoever. Apparently, there were too many um, differing factors and God knows yeah. what else. Well, the who and the hey and the bubbly and the little sides spreading over. Anyway, that so mm-hmm. uh, ultimately I'm right because um, I've decided that. And you talk about, yeah. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. And I'm going to talk over you until, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which I've also learned is one of your favourite traits to do. When you want to want to barrel through. You, barrel through. Yeah, you, that's your kind of like, I've got an opinion, I'm going to get it out there. And I think <laughs> that might be because you're used to talking to me where you just have to blurt out I have stuff. no choice. Because you talk so much. Mm, exactly. Oh, the other thing we should mention is that we had a nice social the other day. Oh. So um, if you cooked us a delightful Tom Hawk steak. Okay. Hello. Thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> well, it wasn't me, was it? Because no. I didn't cook. Well, I know that. It was delicious either way. <laughs> hey, I cook. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I made chilli. Mm-hmm. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, see, tell me I'm good. Tell me. Please let me know. Please. I'm not allowed to talk over you. Oh, I know. Not anymore anyway. So um, two things then. Room 101 stuff, if you've got any um, thoughts for going in that and yep. or things that we could do better. Uh, secondly, if you've got thoughts on taking one for the team, do you do it? Should you do it? How does that work if you if you have like single play? Yeah. What, what happens if you are a single person in the lifestyle? Do you ever take one for the team? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well, that you might well do. You might... Might oh, go man, with her. I'm stuck myself again tonight. <laughs> yeah, you might go with her to sleep with him, or vice versa. Okay. Yeah. Ah, see, this nobody's is... ever been this clever. Well, for me, we'll apparently. find out, won't we? Yeah, when we cover that uh, in the next couple of episodes, and then we'll probably do some little desire wrap up at some point as well. Sure. Probably once we've been to desire. Yeah, that would be um, the best thing to do. More really. useful. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I've rambled on for um, not quite long enough, but. But enough for your delicate ears, gentle listener. So now I'm going to introduce the delightful uh, Mrs. H and Vanilla Rice. Mrs. H, play that thing. We've got something that's just for you. Holy shit, it's an interview. So I'm joined today by the lovely Vanilla Rice. Hello. Hello. Uh, Who also goes by the name of Mrs. Lord Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I don't need to belong to a man. <laughs> oh, what a feisty way to start the episode. <laughs> Sorry. So I should explain that the lovely Vanilla Ice is joining me today to talk about all things lady related. Mm. So we did have a go at doing this um, a couple of weeks ago. It was really It good. was an amazing episode, I have to say, but unfortunately the audio uh, got cocked up. Mm. So here we are again, uh, slightly less drunk. Yes. Slightly more organised. Yes, a little more organised. And we have the addition tonight of some delightful sparkly rosé and some chocolate. Yes. We are just so girly. So girly. I'm... You're in your pyjamas. I am I'm in my pyjamas. We can have a pillow fight. <laughs> How does that work for you? We couldn't be more stereotypical if we tried. It's all right. We'll start <laughs> weeping imminently. <laughs> 
So later we're going to have a, a pillow fight, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. um, and just generally be girls together. Oh. Yeah, because apparently that's what girls do. Yeah. So we're going to talk about quite a few um, issues, I think, today that, uh, or the boys talked about some issues, I think, in the last episode relating specifically to the size of her old John Thomas's mm-hmm. and... Um, the old Boris Johnson's. The old Boris Johnson's. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they had a good old, good old chat about some of the issues that I think men face but just don't generally talk about. I'm like I like to say that us women get together a bit more frequently and talk about issues because mm. I think we just generally do. Yep. I so agree. tonight we're going to kick off with um, body image okay. to start the ball rolling. Okay. So when I say body image, um, that can conjure up any number of things. But for me, I think it's fair to say I've there's never been a moment in my life when I haven't been having some ridiculous meltdown or body crisis. Okay. Um, and I think. Part of that is my relationship with IIBE's food as a um, a kind of almost like a reward. I use it as a punishment. I use it as a weapon. I use it as celebration. If I'm in a crisis, I turn to food. I, I've just had this relationship in my life where my body is never quite what I want it to be. Okay. So I wonder, how do you feel about generally your body at the moment? I'm quite lucky because, like Lord Voldemort was saying about him, I've got quite good metabolism. Despite having a thyroid problem, I'm still all right. <laughs> um, so I think I think the time where I found it most difficult to deal with my body was just after having my first child when I didn't know if things would ever go back to normal or what was normal for me. Mm. And my boobs in particular, just I, I thought they looked like, ping pong balls in pillowcases <laughs> an enduring image <laughs> it was just horrible and I was used to having pretty amazing boobs mm-hmm. um and so that was that was something I f- struggled with and actually because I've been lucky all my life I sort of have it's not that I didn't have empathy before but I can see how people can blow things out of proportion or or feel that there is something that they don't like about their body and it can become a really big thing um so can I just say Mm -hmm. your body's lovely so (laughs) and I'm not just saying that um it you know I I don't think you have anything to worry about yeah that's interesting isn't it because um I think you're right we should get better at accepting compliments when when our our respective other halves give us those lovely compliments but it's it's hard to accept them sometimes, especially I think in this lifestyle where you're used to now seeing other people's bodies and you can't help but go in with an expectation that maybe the other woman's going to be a bit hotter than you or he's going to be a different shape or different size. And, you know, a number of times I've gone in and, and I can't help but compare myself. But don't forget, there was different about being in this lifestyle than being in a you know, general dating mm. arena is <laughs> that actually probably the person's already seen you naked or a bit naked before they agree to meet up with you (laughs) you know they might have seen your boobs out of a bra for example or your bum in sort of a g-string or something in one of the pictures on you know fab or something so actually they've seen that and they've thought wow she's really hot I'd really like to meet up with her um I mean I suppose something that the lads were talking about when they were talking is the fact well some people are just out for a fuck anyway and they <laughs> you know sleep with anyone but I think you know you, 
you have been swiped left, swipe right, whatever the, uh, <laughs> the, the however it, it works. No in the greater compliment. Dating. You've been swiped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Is that what they call it these days? I don't know. We haven't ventured into Tinder oh, no. yet. It's far too complicated. Like, we've talked before about our problems with Reddit, mm. so... Quite frankly, I think we'd fail on Tinder. Yeah, maybe, maybe Tinder's a step too far for us. Yeah. So, no, I I think that you can see something in yourself and magnify it. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of people, and I think especially women, but I, I don't know, do that. Um, and they do compare themselves. I think, well, I don't know, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think that women compare their whole bodies Whereas men are much more likely, and again, I'm talking lifestyle-wise, to compare mm. dick size and not the whole yeah, body. Yeah, no. I, I don't I, know. I, I could be wrong. Well, I, I think it's fairly common in the lifestyle to for men to be comparing cock size mm-hmm. because obviously what they're not going to want to see is um, their <laughs> their partners being faced with a, a bit of a, a, a monster and going, oh, well, clearly she's going to prefer that to, to mine. So, which is rubbish yeah, anyway because well it is, it's not it's, it's such a cliche <laughs> isn't it? but it's not always <laughs> what you you know is it's not about the size it's what you can do and if your dick isn't very big that doesn't necessarily matter it you, there are other tricks in the toolbox that's, that's, am i mixing <laughs> tools in their arsenals yeah <laughs> What's that? yeah yeah you know i've mixed my metaphors plenty more ways to skin a cat and Ooh. so on and so forth i don't want someone to skin a cat for me no that'd be horrible oh it would be horrible yeah don't listen mr kitty no <laughs> what a horrible segue we're sorry <laughs> <laughs> he's not well either oh god oh, and he's in the room oh um what you were saying about the pregnancy thing is interesting um I've, I've had children, so I can very much relate to the fact that pre-pregnancy, I was very used to having a body that I was extremely happy with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fair to say <laughs> pregnancy changes that. Yeah. Quite radically. And yeah. some women are very lucky that it doesn't have any, you know, really, really long-lasting sort of ramifications. But for me, yeah, it really did. I changed a lot and it took me a long time to... Uh, get around the fact that I was not ever going to get back the body I had prior to having children yeah so and with that came the the shock of having enormous Babylons pregnancy brilliant this is amazing uh followed by a a very swift what am I left with (laughs) yeah yeah when I was sort of in my 20s I had amazing boobs they were outstanding literally um, <laughs> upstanding and outstanding oh they were great um, yeah mine were pre- and then pre but now yeah. you see now mine having had a second child I they got smaller than they I was saying about my issues after the first child but actually the se- after the second child they're just smaller and actually I don't have the backache and actually they're less crinkly than they were after the first child yeah. so I'm kind of you're right. I am. I'm, yeah, I'm quite pleased I went through that horrible finding them revolting. Um, <laughs> because now I'm like, do you know what? These are okay. They are not revolting. They are lovely. Thanks. That's, you're welcome. Where, where do you stand on the whole fake versus real then? I always wanted fake boobs. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> like Pamela Anderson oh. and the 90s. Oh my gosh. The Baywatch. Oh my gosh. Figure. 
I just thought it was incredible. <laughs> I wanted that body. Um, and I know people who have got fake boobs and actually it's it's really increased their confidence mm-hmm. and everything like that. For me, um, I have back problems anyway, so I don't think the extra weight would be sensible. And we've got a family history of breast cancer. So again, it's not something that I would choose now, knowing, mm. you know, my dodgy back and family history of breast cancer. You mean you don't plan to run down a beach in a red swimsuit? With or without fake boobs. <laughs> Running is to be avoided at all costs, unless there's an emergency. Um, I suppose like someone drowning, in which case, you know. Um, <laughs> Let me don my red swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find those boobs. Um, so I think they can look really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me myself it's not something I would do how about you? I am well documented as being somebody who is actively pursuing a route of surgery later in life but I don't okay tell me why interesting so I and this is difficult because um, Mr H adores them as they are mm. And he is absolutely adamant he will find me less attractive if I went down a surgical route. Okay. And yet, every year we have the same conversation and I look pleadingly at him and say, but babe, I'd be so much happier if I had different boobs. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with them. There really isn't. So what, what so is I, it about So I guess it must be all in my head. But I think, I tend to think that they're not, um, we're not where they used to be. Right, because we're not the age we used to be. No, correct. So gravity is is not my friend. Yeah, okay. Um, I would like them to just be, I guess, fuller. Really? Yeah. Okay, I am looking at you in your Mm pyjamas. I have seen your boobs out of your pyjamas. Yeah, I'd like them to be fuller. I don't want, like, big bowler hats or anything. I don't want them to be sort of, like, having their own postcode as you enter a room. But I want them, I just want them to be a bit fuller. But you see... My boobs are much smaller than yours. I don't think they so. They really are. Really? Uh-huh. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> like, I just don't see it. I look at mine every I'm, day and see, think... I'm like, okay, uh, do you know what? I'm fine with them. Like, they're not the ping pong balls in pillowcases that they wear after child one. <laughs> but I... No, I, I really... Yeah, that's really interesting. I know it? it's fascinating, and this is this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this today because I'm I'm sure I'm not alone. No, in in feeling, uh, and I I don't feel like I'm inadequate because I have the boobs I do and they're not fake. Mm. And equally, I do I do accept that some some fake boobs, again a generalisation, don't always look great, Mm. and they can go wrong, Mm -hmm. and they need replacing, and they're expensive. Mm -hmm. But I kind of look at um, women with the fuller breasts, and I I just think, oh, it'd be so nice to like not. You know, not have to wear um, a bra that you know makes them look better in some way, or. But isn't that the same with all clothing, tight or loose or whatever? You you're choosing something to project an image. So, right now tonight, I am not in my pajamas, mm-hmm. um, but I'm in. You're so jealous, though, aren't you? Because I, I am in mine. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm in a big baggy jumper and some jeans. Uh, obviously, listeners, you can imagine that I'm actually we're actually sat here in sexy lingerie, um, uh, about to have a pillow fight. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the image I am projecting, I have chosen to project in this outfit, is actually. Do you know what? I'm just comfy, and I, I am comfortable 
in your mm -hmm. presence and you know obviously you are with me and everything like that if I was going out on a first date or something I would choose to dress up differently so whatever we wear whatever underwear we wear or whatever it's to do with what we're wanting to project mm. so actually I don't know Perhaps. but and so interestingly that, going I think a lot of people sorry I know concerns about is post-pregnancy foofs foofs um janines <laughs> whichever you want to call them vaginas mm -hmm. um now I've had two sunroof babies mm-hmm um, therefore, I'm not very qualified to discuss this, but I know it's something that a lot of people have issues with having had a... Yeah, I've, I've had two um, natural births. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Hurt like hell. And I'll be it... honest, C-section, <laughs> not a walk in the park either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I guess they both have their ups and downs and their pros and cons, but um, having had two yeah, natural births, uh, definitely it, it takes... It does change your Janine mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Um, I, I think some women opt for the designer vagina after, mm -hmm. after childbirth, naturally. Yeah. Especially if you have to stitch you up a little bit. Yeah. It's not pretty down there. <laughs> and now, that's interesting. What is the design of vagina? Because I didn't realise until I sort of went down this path, <laughs> went down the path, uh, just how many variants there are? Oh, the, the shapes had, and sizes one. Uh huh. I had no clue. I just sort of assumed everyone looked like me. I've not watched that much porn, and <laughs> um, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I spent years thinking I was a freak. Okay. Because I consider myself to be larger than average. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I've got like a, a sleeve wizard or anything. <laughs> a sleeve <laughs> like wizard. Like the top of Do you a mean welly. The wizard of a sleeve. No. It's like sleeve of wizard. <laughs> wizard sleeve. Yes, yeah, yes, no, if you like. But a you wizard don't. sleeve. But anyway, that's what However, um, I think the porn industry leaves us to believe that women do have neat and tidy mm. Janines, generally. Mm -hmm. And that the favoured uh, Janine is kind of nice and trimmed and neat and doesn't have great big flaps hanging out <laughs> so it took me a while to to kind of um accept that I was quite different to that mm. and it really freaked me out for a while okay uh, to the point where I think at one point I even considered surgery okay to to take them off <laughs> uh, I spoke to someone the other day and they were saying about how I don't think the word that they used was revolted, but it was along those lines. It was that strong mm -hmm. and how they wanted to have designer vagina surgery um, because they felt that there was too much flappage and yeah. it was too dark and it in comparison to their skin tone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, really? It's interesting. Now, I'm not in the, in the habit of displaying mine publicly or or putting pictures everywhere of it and you know if you if you trawl the pages of you know the dating sites and fab and twitter you you can't move for you know pictures of vaginas everywhere mm -hmm. and frankly for me that's a bit off-putting however i accept that they're there um but it does nothing really to make me feel better in terms of feeling like i'm not normal is that because you way? think that the people that post them are only people with in inverted commas, neat for JJ's or... That's generally what I tend to see. Okay. 
Mm. I, I don't I don't tend to see a great deal of um Normal. variance in terms of larger ones or ones that look a little more um normal mm. <laughs> whatever normal is but i think i think the point is it's um it, it's funny when when we got into the lifestyle i know i i really uh labored the point with mr h like every time we played with someone i say okay what what was hers like compared to mine really yeah ridiculous See, I, don't think... I used to get really hung up over it bet she had a neat one didn't she and i i don't uh. think i've asked lord voldemort at all what you mean his preference or what he's found either either Mm. but then you've been lucky enough to investigate for yourself that's true that is very true (laughs) and actually i think probably i mentioned it more to him and sort of said oh that person was different than me but not um definitely not in a sort of critical way just it's just surprised you oh yeah because yeah you just don't and actually LV and I went to a naked spa place. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice in Brighton. Very much enjoyed it. Um, and I partly really enjoyed it because I really enjoyed looking at all the different shapes and sizes we come in. <laughs> it's amazing. And not in a judgy way. Like, li- no. like genuinely, not in a judgy way. I just don't think I had any idea of all the variants. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's no right or wrong size or one size fits all, definitely. And everyone, and that's what makes everyone amazing, that they're so different. But it doesn't mean that you can't have issues about it, um, and about I think, how you feel. Exactly. And I think part of the issue there is just the desensitisation of what what we see around on social media and, you know, on, on the porn sites. And it obviously just promotes that image of perfect, small, trim, nice needs it, it perpetuates that kind of oh I, I must be slightly freaky because I'm not like that yeah it's difficult yeah and it, it does nothing for, for women who are already suffering with a little bit of um body dysmorphia yeah. or you know a crisis of how do I look and do I do I conform mm. so it's a difficult one yeah absolutely so okay so we've we've covered quite a few things with the body image there so I think we'll move on to a slightly different topic. Okay. Yeah, because we've got a lot of things to talk about tonight. And we did um, it so well. We did. Time around. <laughs> we did. And there's no reason why we can't do it again. Yes. So I'm going to jump straight to, oh, periods. Okay. Yeah. And I think that just follows on quite well from, you know, the talk about generally vaginas anyway. I, I agree. They are yeah. often inexplicably linked. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> now... Again, I'm I'm lucky enough not to have them. Yes. Great stuff. Uh, can't say I miss them. Brilliant. You. However, uh, Mother Nature obviously does her thing for mm-hmm. the majority of women. And where where is the... Uh, oh, I think what I was going to talk about was mainly the etiquette around do you play with someone if they have a period? Okay. Interesting one to mm-hmm. start. And also, you know, how do women generally feel about... Um, playing with other partners if if they are on their period. Mm. Well, mm. I think we might be the worst qualified people to discuss this, <laughs> due to the fact I don't have periods either. <laughs> so However, the better question then might be if how you we were to encounter yeah. someone. So uh, LV and I did play with a lady, mm. which was very nice. and um, we had a lovely time. 
and it was a fairly dark room and she so there was some conversation and I thought, what, what you know what what are you talking about kind of thing and she said oh I'm so sorry I finished my period but sometimes at, you know mm-hmm. at the end of a period there is some some leftovers and it didn't bother me at all and I really thought it might have done and it didn't not at all um so I was kind of like high-fiving myself for my amazing feminism <laughs> and being really accepting but I was really surprised and but pleased that it didn't bother me um would it have bothered me if she was in full flow I think it would have been different because mm. Purely, purely for the mess. Mm. And I'm not sure that if someone wasn't using a tampon, if it was all out there, how I would feel about, say, going down on someone who had their period. I know for some people it's a real thing. They really mm. enjoy... Rainbow kiss. It. Oh, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. I, was, <laughs> uh, I thought Pride was all about the rainbow kiss. That was something different. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, taste the rainbows now. I've got a different thing in my mind. <laughs> um, but I mean, I certainly, when I used to have periods, I actually felt really sexy. I really wanted to have sex, mm. like, um, and so I, I yeah, I, I don't know. What if you were, if you were going to have um, a date with someone in a lifestyle, would you, would you want them to tell you and be upfront and give you the chance to sort of? Say yeah, no. I, I don't think I'd want it as a surprise. Yeah. If I knew that, or if we were down to play that night, you know, it had been pre-discussed and yeah. everything like that. And then only when we took our clothes off. Yeah. I think, I kind of think, actually, I was going to say there's a bit of courtesy to it. And I don't know. I, I feel do you, like why do you think women right may not want to tell someone else that they are and they might try and make, awkwardly maybe talk around it instead? Well, maybe because it's a natural thing and it shouldn't be mm. an issue. But let's be honest, most of us have got white sheets. We need to plan <laughs> ahead if that's a thing. Um, and for some people, it wouldn't be what they want to do. And I no. think I think you should... Maybe give people the option up front. Yeah. So would you prefer someone to say, oh, I know we're supposed to be or maybe talked about playing tonight but this has not happened i'm just giving you the heads opt up. out if you yeah. want to you can or bail. actually do you know what i'm on my period yeah i just want to eat chocolate <laughs> and sit in my pajamas and actually i can we you know yeah. have a social because let's be honest i remember what it's like to have a period and you know actually although sometimes i was really horny sometimes actually I just want to sit just in my pajamas and chocolate. chocolate. So I, yeah, I definitely think it should shouldn't be a surprise. I think it should be discussed. But that's just my opinion. Mm. I certainly yeah, don't think you should spring it on someone, <laughs> as it were. No, and I, I don't. I don't think it's either the right thing to maybe just ignore it either and pretend it's not not a thing, and then just go, oh yeah, so this has happened. Sorry. <laughs> How would you feel about playing with someone? I don't think it would bother me. As long as I was given the option. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if, I, if I was given a choice, I think of, um, yeah, ways around things, great. I don't think it would bother me and Julie. No. Not really. No. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
Well, the one. most unqualified women uh, <laughs> to discuss such things yeah. have now discussed it. So. Well, you know, it's, it's something that we probably have encountered at some point, like, you know, people saying, oh, this yeah. has happened, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So how about let's let's move on to another big topic, which I think um, we come across quite a bit, which is being by the lifestyle. Mm. Now, I don't know what your expectations were going in, but certainly my experience so far of being in the lifestyle rightly or wrongly, is that there is generally a level of expectation that I am bisexual. Now, obviously, everyone listening to this will have heard our amazing... Yes, obviously. <laughs> ...by podcast. Uh, was that episode number 46? Oh, you are so behind the times, Vanilla Rice. Oh, <laughs> it was it like 46. 56. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can tell I'm a massive super fan. Here. You're such a super <laughs> but I got, fan. I got the six bit right. Yeah. Anyway, Fine. if you wanted to catch up on that, you... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, I think, yeah... I mean, not not everyone that we've obviously met and played with in lifestyle will will have heard that fantastic episode. (laughs) Go back and listen. And actually may not even know uh, going into it that I am bisexual. As am I. uh, Unless they'd ask me or, Uh you know, volunteer that information in advance. My my observation is more around, it's interesting that there's almost an unwritten kind of expectation that women in my lifestyle are going to be bi. Yeah. And and that the men generally play straight, but some of them don't mind if things get bump in the night. And maybe, quite rarely, some men are by as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that certainly is, has been my experience of... Um, and for me, that's worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I kind of... I wonder how I would feel if a woman wasn't playing. <laughs> However, what I really wouldn't like is to feel that the woman was doing it because it was expected. Yeah. And actually, that goes for everything, I think, in the lifestyle. Or otherwise, if I, for one minute, think someone's doing something because their partner wants them to, or it's expected, again, mm. inverted commas, that is a great big fucking no-no for me. Like, that's that just... Then there's a whole other level of conversation needs to be had there. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I completely agree. I mean, I know we've made some sweeping generalisations going into that statement by saying there is an unwritten expectation that women are by. But it, I think that's just been my experience that mm. it's the the men have almost sometimes expected women to kick things off by being by together. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the women will put a bit of a show on. You know, they'll they'll get the ball rolling by having a cheeky little oh, kiss. Literally, not the ball. <laughs> the boobs are rolling now that doesn't necessarily apply to our particular dynamic as in myself and mr h because as it happens he's not really a massive fan of watching that anyway he mm-hmm. much prefers the level of inclusion where everyone gets involved and he doesn't really particularly like to watch me being bisexual great but that's fine but um it is interesting and you can generally tell i think if a woman is is putting on a bit of a um a display of Oh, this will get them going. You know, oh, let's yeah. let's go and do this. I'm like, no, I don't want to play with you if you're just doing it to make him hard or you know, yeah. doing something for him. I want I want you to do it because you want to play with me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We wouldn't expect the man. Say, yeah, we yeah, wouldn't... just just go and suck him off for me because I'd like to see that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that that wouldn't be okay if that's not what they're into. Um, no. And it's. <sighs> I don't know why there's such a difference because that it wouldn't be considered a 
thing. Maybe it's, do you think it's down to the penis sort of like <laughs> penetration? Do you think that is it? So I think partly again, porn has a lot to answer for. Yeah. And I think again, uh, porn has, has demonized the the kind of bisexual tendencies in, in the industry by, um, by. <laughs> yeah, I noticed, but I didn't point it out. <laughs> Well, really, just because it—it's a thing, isn't it? It's um, you know, women women together is always deemed to be erotic, mm. generally speaking, in a in a porn category. Mm. So, oh, lesbians, brilliant. Um, whereas, you know, watching two men together generally isn't isn't yeah. considered erotic. It's more of a oh, we're probably gay. Well, which Kiwi said that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in episode the last fifty-six, <laughs> um, he said that if he wanted to watch. Um, a threesome, mm-hmm. which was two guys and a girl. He had to look up gay porn, mm-hmm. gay threesome, something along. And those if you lines. look up threesome, you'll generally find two women, right? And a dude, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's so interesting that you know they they just really do categorise it as fine. You know, women 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 are going to get it on because women are pretty and erotic and they like playing with each other's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really a sad indictment of that. And actually, if you think kind of about, like, say, a sexy picture, mm-hmm. you could easily expect that sort of two girls might take a photo together. I say girls, women. Um, you know, and that could be quite sexy. But you wouldn't. It would be much less likely, I would suggest, to see two guys kind of lying together taking a photo to. I mean, this reminds me of, um, I think it's one of the American Pie films. I'm trying to remember which one it is. It's the one where, know. oh goodness, they they go and have a, some party at some boathouse or other and uh, there's, a, there's a couple of women that, that um, get come into the bedroom and, and they're sort of doing this quid pro quo type thing with Stifler and his mates going, oh, if we have a little kiss, then you've got to do the same sort of thing. Mm. I distinctly remember it being... Uh, obviously that the men were all like oh yeah the women are going to get it on and then they turn the tables on them and they're like no 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 I want to see you kiss him mm. <laughs> do, yeah. do you remember it? I j- well, no you don't watch films do you? I don't watch films fair I, but I did watch quite a lot of American Pie so <laughs> I probably did see it and I just don't remember but yeah no Um, and I think both of our husbands have said in their menisode <laughs> um, that actually for them, it wouldn't be a turn on sort of seeing someone being, yeah, uh, kind of just by for the sake of it, right? Or, or try try and be by, yeah, <laughs> putting on a show. So I think we're quite, yeah, they're quite woke in that way. <laughs> oh gosh, what a what a word! Oh, thanks. Woke, yeah. Hmm. All right, interesting. So, and and the whole by man thing, because mm-hmm. I I think we've talked about a bit about this ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and neither of us are particularly uh, offended by the concept. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> In fact, maybe we should be, when we're looking at threesomes on porn, <laughs> we should be looking at gay threesomes there. Because, yeah, I, for me, it's not something I've experienced. So it's only a sort of fantasy. But I would be quite happy watching LV and another mm-hmm. man. That would be... Yeah, I, I think it'd mind. be really interesting to see. But it's not a situation that's come about and it's not a situation that we've tried to make come about because it's it's not something that he is mm. feeling that that's something he wants to do at the moment. No. And and actually, therefore, if he went to do it just to please me, 
that would not be cool. Well, exactly. Hoist my own guitar. Do you be back into the? Oh, he's only doing it because he doesn't right. want to see it. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's not why you want him to do no. it. No, exactly that. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Well, let's talk about orgasms. Okay. Mm. Big one. The big Literally o. the big O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is a fascinating subject because... Um, Even if you do say so yourself. <laughs> it really is. I'm, I obsess about orgasms. I really do. So, you know, I, I love them. Mm-hmm. I like giving myself orgasms. I like giving other people orgasms. Mm-hmm. I like other people giving me orgasms. However, I find them incredibly difficult to get there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is one of the things uh, I have spoken about in previous episodes. And I've been really honest about the fact that it doesn't happen easily for yep. me with other people. Yeah. In fact, for quite a long time, it did not happen at all. In the lifestyle. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, which led to me feeling that uh, I was, there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean in a kind of... Um, poorly foof kind of way mm-hmm. poorly foof, <laughs> poorly foof. Yeah. um but more in a it it was clearly my mindset it was there was clearly something mentally blocking me that mm-hmm. was stopping me from getting there or I used to obsess about it and think what what is stopping it the obsessing will definitely have helped <laughs> um when, when yeah. orgasm is uh quite a lot to do with your mind <laughs> Well, it is, but some people seem to just like knock them out like skittles and be sort of, oh, see, I've had my 50 second orgasm, sorry. <laughs> like, brilliant. Yeah. Wow, that helps. <laughs> Do you think they always are? That's my question. Okay. So, how are women generally just having a bunch of orgasms or are they faking it? And actually, is it okay to fake orgasms? And if not, why not? All the questions. All the questions. Okay. Right. Let's lift the lid on orgasms. Let's, let's probably... All right. Have you ever faked one? Yes. Right. Why? Hmm. Mm. Um, because I felt that there was a lot of effort going in and I didn't want the person to feel bad. Why? Because it wasn't for lack of effort. It was just that my mind wasn't in the right place. I guess. Mm. Have you? Yes. And why? <laughs> so part of the same reasons, and you get to a point where you know it's not going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Despite all the efforts and everything that this individual is putting in, you just think it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. You are literally wasting Logging your time. A dead horse. Flogging a dead horse. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And and part of your mind then kicks into, shit, I feel really bad mm-hmm. for this person who's labouring away doing this thing, knowing, thinking they're getting somewhere and they're not actually. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I think it almost is a, is a detrimental kind of impact and it makes me go the other way and think, actually, I'm not enjoying it at all now because I can't stop thinking about the fact that I'm not going to get there. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> let's put an end to this torment yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> not because i don't like the person and i don't recognize their efforts but i just i just don't want to waste their time yeah that's absolutely. awful though because i'm only really cheating myself are you though i don't know because mm. 
then, but then this will lead into another topic in a minute, which is around asking for what you want. Yeah. And being able to communicate yeah. effectively. And actually, arguably, you, you've you put yourself in the situation where you want to play with someone. Yeah. So, ergo, if you're playing with this person and you want to be there, why not ask for what you want in the first place and direct them and help them and help yourself to get to a point where you don't have to end up in a situation where you are But is there always that happen. magic thing? No, but I've got better at it. Yeah. And I don't think I was very good at it before. Yeah. And I think of late, I've probably, I've probably reevaluated my approach to things and thought, fuck it, why shouldn't I get somewhere? Because I used to come away from situations feeling like shit because he being, he'd pleased the woman, he'd satisfied her, she got off, she was happy. They'd all had their happy finish. Or she might not have. Well, let's but assume yeah, she yeah. did. <laughs> and I would be, uh, you know, and the, the dude that I was with was like, yeah, it's great. And I'd be the one sort of left, left feeling, you know, uh, unsatisfied, unhappy, disappointed, like generally devoid of any emotion. Be- and I I partly contributed to that yeah. by actually faking it anyway, just to stop it. I've, I found it really weird when we started off on this lifestyle thing, because I was so used to LV just knowing all the Knowing your the body trade. and knowing how to get you Right, out. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I was really... Because I thought, oh, I come really easily. <laughs> because I do with him. Mm-hmm. And then I was... I found it really peculiar that I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah, that's... I I hadn't expected it. I sort of thought... Did you think you just... It would have the same outcome for you? Yeah. I just thought, oh, I'd just be able to come. And is that because um, whoever it was was playing with you was doing something different to what LV does? Or because you're reacting differently to a different set of stimulus? All of the... Or the situation. I was just going to say, the situation Mm. is so different. Actually, in, in some ways, it's hotter because I can see LV and the other person and that's really hot I I really like that but I suppose maybe there's more going on which means that I find it harder to concentrate slash not concentrate I'm not sure exactly what I need to do I don't know if it's that I need to concentrate on what's going on on me or I need to switch <laughs> off on everything I can't quite work it out so for me there was sensory overload without a doubt yeah absolutely um, because I know to get there myself, I have to be a bit selfish really sometimes and I have to be focusing on what's happening and the sensation. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't be sort of sitting there watching a film in the background and, you know, ha- have this thing no. done to me. It, it's very much a, I have to immerse myself into yeah. that situation. So when you, when you put yourself in a situation where there's like multiple people, maybe, mm-hmm. or, or more than two of you, mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's there's noises and there's like um you know, there's people and there's an environmental sort of change to what you normally have. I can't switch off from it. Mm. Or if I do, it must come across as just fucking rude because I'm like, just give me a minute, I'm just gonna zone out and not talk to you, not look at you, nothing, just do that. So where you ha- can or you have been mm-hmm. orgasming more. Yeah. What do you think has changed? How do you think that's 
So one of the things I've done is been a little more explicit and direct with what I would like. Um, And by that, I mean physically moving someone (laughs) to um, a place where it feels better Uh if if it's just a little bit not quite where it needs to be. Um, And actually just accepting that it's going to take longer than maybe the average person. Uh And sometimes I might just give them a little heads up about that. Uh And especially if they have the courtesy to ask me in advance and say, I'd really love to do this. I'd really like to make you come. What do I need to do? Yeah. And I'll be quite honest and say, it will take me a while because I don't come just like that. But if you want me to and you want to get me there, then it's just going to be a little bit longer. No, see that. So going back to the subject, I know you said we'd cover it later, but let's do it now. now. Asking for what you, what you want. want, I have found that really difficult <laughs> because I have found that I have a whole level of... So you might have body concerns. I think I have inbuilt shame concerns. Mm-hmm. So, so guilt for wanting to tell someone what you want. Yeah, or guilt for enjoying stuff that I feel I shouldn't enjoy. Um, so... I don't, I don't know if it's the way I was brought up or, I don't know, um, but I find it really difficult that actually, say for example with me, yeah. um, that I enjoy someone being more, um, I was going to say forceful, I don't mean that in a dominating way, um, like, oh, assertive what? maybe. No, no, not no? like that, like more, um actually physically harder but like you know a a hard fuck (laughs) basically (laughs) or you know if someone's touching me I don't want like it's like a massage you don't need any shame in saying it yes but I feel so embarrassed (laughs) like that I feel like that's not oh my gosh my feminist inside me is what do the Spice Girls do come on I know but I feel like I shouldn't enjoy that because it, what? Because your upbringing and society has told you that it, it should be love making and it should be erotic and sensual and soft and that actually hard fucking doesn't feature. And that nice girls don't. I don't know. You sound like a band name. <laughs> Shit band name. <laughs> but my nice girls both, don't get to yeah. do this. <laughs> but I, it's it's a real. Um, LV has sort of said that actually one of the things he really likes. And it's only been very, very recently, like in the last uh, very short amount of time, and we've been together n- n- like nearly two decades ish, closer to two decades than one. Um, is I've sort of said, actually, I want you to do this because I just I've been so embarrassed, despite thinking I'm sexually liberated. <laughs> I I'm totally not like I I don't ask for stuff because of the shame of it. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here and another generalization, but I think most men would agree they probably quite like to hear a woman tell them what they would like. You're probably right. <laughs> no, absolutely. <And laughs> I'm hundred percent sure. If I you know if I... Mr. H should be absolutely on board with me saying, you know what, I'd really like you to do this tonight. Happy days, let's go. Unless it was something really weird like 
having sex with a pig or something. Ooh, don't be Cameron. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if it was a generally, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm down for that because actually what he wants is for me to be forward and, you know, have enough about myself that I have the self-value and self-worth to, I totally to enjoy something. I'm not ashamed to say this would make me turned on. on paper, Please, let's do this. Yes, I totally <laughs> agree. I would tell every woman in particular, yes, you must do this. Right. Own your body, blah, blah. <laughs> Being a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> because I just... Oh, man, there is no other way for it than feeling shame. And I don't know. So, yeah, okay, you can have the... Um, I'll have the body image uh-huh. thing and you'll have the um, the shame. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> Thank goodness the two aren't merged because, quite frankly, that'd be a car crash. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I don't know. So I wouldn't say I would necessarily experience shame or guilt in asking for more about what I want. I will say sometimes it makes me slightly embarrassed, mm-hmm. perhaps, which is a little different to guilt and shame. It's more yeah. of a, oh God, I feel really awkward asking. Mm. Not because it, they're going to say no. I mean, they're not going to say no, are they? They're yeah, like, yeah, let's did. crack on. <laughs> of course they won't. Yeah, but what if they did? And that's... that's what you're asking them for. Well, that's true. But yeah, see, <laughs> that's, I think that's part of my concern. What if? What if someone... T- and bearing in mind, I'm really not into anything kinky. Like, I'm just... Should I put the Japanese and the strawberry ice cream away? Oh, yeah, not on the balance. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but I, I'm just, you know, I'm quite vanilla in my sort of tastes, I suppose. But, but yeah... I don't well, know. they say kinky is just a feather and perverted is using the whole chicken. <laughs> Oh. We never had that one. No, and now I've got some kind of fucking horrible image. <laughs> I'm sure what you're asking LV for, or anyone for that matter, can't be that bad. No, it's really not. It's mm-hmm. really not. It's like, oh, can you just move a bit to the left? Or can you just... Oh my God, the shame. <laughs> yeah, but you see, it's re- you've got the worries about your boobs. I don't see what you're talking about. <laughs> and like and um, vice versa so i think the closest i can get to what you're experiencing here i, I is if um there was an expectation on me to maybe talk dirty oh right <laughs> see you've done that face so for me i can't do it i just no. can't fucking do it because i, don't, I make no. an absolute hash of it yeah I'm, I'm just awful yeah because because i don't really like doing it myself yeah. i find it very inauthentic could to you? actually do it. Yeah. Now, I know some people will probably really like to hear it. Yeah. I don't mean right now. It's not happening. Oh. <laughs> it's not dirty to me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm quite sure that some people probably do like it. Yeah. And, you know, I've had talkers in the past where they've been, like, going on in my ear for ages about stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I get that you love it. I really do. But I just I don't know what to say in return. And no, get myself really like I don't even know what to tell you. I, I've yeah. got nothing to, so I say nothing. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I can't have a. Co- I'd have a conversation like, oh really? Yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> I know. Be- yeah, because I'm just like this is just awkward, and I don't know how. I, mean, I don't like, know no, how to do it. No, it's not a conversation starter. We're not trying to strike up a conversation with you. <laughs> We're just telling you in the basest terms 
what works for them. Yeah. Because it doesn't come naturally to me. I find it really difficult. I completely agree. There, when I'm the, the closest I get to talking dirty is when I'm about to come, I'm like, keep going! You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> filthy. Um, that's, a, that's about, <laughs> or, I'm nearly there! <laughs> Uh, that's about as I I experienced something once and I know we've talked about it on one podcast but since you don't listen I'll indulge you that's me I don't listen the the listener is probably listening exactly but you'll you'll appreciate this because obviously it's um it's quite funny so as you know I don't like a certain word in fact I will do everything to avoid is it the p word it might well be that word which I detest That's, that wasn't me. <laughs> I really don't like it. Uh-huh. So, and I was I was talking about this recently. Uh, in fact, yesterday, because um, uh, me and the ever while Mr H were talking about my lack of use of this word, and he reminded me of a time when I did use it uh-huh. once in the heat of the moment, and I I went back to that point and I explored the reasons why I decided to utter it. At, several million decibels that night in the hotel and it's because I don't use it that on the off odd chance I have used it it does feel very naughty and oh. very um raw and animalistic okay probably because it doesn't feature in my lexicon very often oh. I don't even call you know other road users this word because I just really don't use the word yeah. It to me it feels derogatory and to me it feels like there's some level of objectification and I, I just don't like it. Okay. It feels very stag do mentality to me. Yeah. Oh lads, lads, lads. Um however, on this occasion I got a bit drunk and we went to a club and then we came back to a hotel and we got really drunk and then we had some fun. And I decided to yell quite loudly. <laughs> I want you to fuck my pussy. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm cringing now saying it. <laughs> now, at the time, it felt like, fucking hell, I'm like in a porn film. This is amazing. I, I was owning the word. I used it repeatedly. And oh my goodness, Mr. H, poor Mr. H. I don't know if he uh, didn't know what to do with it or if, if he liked it. I don't know. It's oh. not going to happen very often for me mm-hmm. because, again, the word doesn't conjure up great imagery. However, I think it's probably okay now and then to do something like that mm. because it, it does really feel like the heat of the moment. It obviously was something so, as I say, so animalistic that night that it, it just felt appropriate. Yeah. But I do recall the next day the shame and the guilt and the, why would you use that word? It's awful. I felt terrible. Really? Yeah. How crazy is that? So I, there's a really good book, which I have wanged on about to you and everyone oh, else yes. I've ever met, called <laughs> Feminists Don't Wear Pink. Um, and it's amazing. If you haven't read it, regardless of your gender, it's amazing. It's a series of essays, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But one of the essays in there is about um, how can cunt be a bad word? I love that word. Yeah. But how it, strange. But it's, it's talking about, because for many people, I would say the majority of people, if you ask them what the worst swear word was. they will say the c-bomb they will say the c-bomb mm. um and it's sort of this woman she's saying you know how when it's something so amazing when it's something that can do so many things and this that and the other mm-hmm. 
how how can the words cunt be a derogatory term and i find it interesting that you have such repulsion mm. for the <laughs> words pussy sorry i've said it uh-huh. sorry i know as soon as i said it i saw your face like, <laughs> oh no i'm sorry but um and it isn't that funny i can say cunt in front of you and you don't bat an eyelid and doesn't bother me in the slightest no um, and it's quite acerbic and it's quite abrasive in it's uh, it's even like the sound is like it's like hard isn't yeah, and it with it yeah yeah it's it's an aggressive it is terminology yeah i quite like it mm. whereas uh, pussy mm. oh it just sounds weird and oh, it, it conjures up this image of maybe someone just being a bit of a bellend and like being told not to be a pussy about something and yeah. i just i just don't like the way it makes me feel. Okay. And I think if someone used it on me, as in, I would like to... Fuck your pussy? Yes. I think I'd be like, oh, I don't think I want you to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that the way people use language mm. can be a massive turn on or turn off. Yeah. And I think I find it... I wouldn't... When, when we've talked, um, LB and I, about what I find attractive in someone, particularly in a man, because he was sort of, he was you know, mm. trying to find, he's like, I, I know what you find attractive in a woman, but, you know, what do you find attractive in a man? I said, well, it's not really a body thing. It's, you know, actually, it's a, if, can they make me laugh? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and you know, how they talk to me mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, it, it matters so much more, which obviously you can't get from swiping left, right, whatever it is. But, and actually, LV said to me that even if there was the hottest guy in the world standing in front of me, and but yet his political or um, moral, you know, was mm-hmm. so unaligned with how we, because mm-hmm. um, LV and I are very politically, well, we're quite boring we, we're quite into you know current affairs and stuff but we're quite politically aligned big p and small p um that actually that it would be at that point lv would say i'm kind of not okay with you and this person mm. um whereas actually the physical thing you know i think the whole um sapiosexual things <clears throat> really really fascinating and just for those people who um I do now know what it means, but for most people that might not know what sapiosexual means. So they're being very attracted to intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what works for me. Yeah. Um, 100% I've often said that I can be um, charmed into bed very easily with an intelligent mind and a good sense of humour. Every time. Mm. Yeah, I I rate that far more highly on any scale than, you know, levels of attractiveness. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, what it if, really is. If someone's got a passion for something, mm-hmm. you know, that is so attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is Transformers. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That's um, but actually just seeing someone having something about them mm-hmm. that is, that, you know, makes them tick. Actually, that's so... I agree. The the, the whole, you know, wordplay, the... The wit that they possess, the the ability to you know talk the talk and be intelligent and and make me hang on their every word is is an incredible turn on for me, mm. it really is. So you know going back to the whole language thing, and I think it is really important. The use of someone's language in the bedroom is probably a bit of a deal breaker for me. 
Mm. Yeah. So, you know, whilst I'm not opposed to the the concept of, you know, dirty talk turning up now and then, yeah. because, hey, you know, Why people not? have a drink and yeah. you can do something a bit different and that's fine. I just, I just know personally it's not, it's not me to, to talk that way no. and, and use that kind of... I'm awkward. That, that litany of sort of phrasing that people associate with, you know, yeah. talking dirty. I'm definitely like Alan Partridge if someone asks me <laughs> to talk dirty. I'll go into the pedestrianisation of Norwich City Centre because I just feel so awkward I can only make a joke out of it. <laughs> so, all right, we, we've covered quite a few things and we're, we're starting to run out of time. So I think we'll end on a big one. Uh-huh. Like we haven't covered some big ones already. Okay. Let's end with squirting. Because it's so on trend. It's so trendy right now, isn't it? So is it is it a thing you do? you do? think it's enjoying a comeback? Or do oh, you, or do you argue? Comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think now that squirting is prolific in the porn industry? More so, I think, than it was maybe 20 years ago. So... Because I don't think 20 years ago, if I looked at porn, I don't think squirting was really uh, out there. I have been really quite sheltered the last sort of 20 odd years mm-hmm. um, in a 2.4, you know, children, um, monogamous marriage, not really watching porn Mm -hmm. having sex once a week you know that kind of thing (laughs) so actually I haven't really been on the scene I was gonna say with porn you know watching (laughs) it um since the late 90s obviously I was very young then um but global hypercolor squirting (laughs) t-shirts that was more 80s wasn't it um but um yeah so I only became really aware of it and then it was everywhere as it was right so where did you become aware of it i think it happened to me first what before you became aware of it it was a thing so me and lv were you know doing bedroom shenanigans and it happened and i thought what the actual fuck has just happened (laughs) Actually, for me, at that time, the first time I did it, it coincided with an orgasm. So I know it doesn't always. No. um, And it certainly hasn't always for me. But that particular time, it did. And there was no... I was so confused. There was no disputing that something extraordinary had just happened. And I actually ended up Googling... To see... What just happened to me. Yeah. I didn't even know the word squirting. Did, did Alvi know what happened? Uh, I yeah, I would say so, but I was embarrassed. And I didn't ah. ask him. And bear in mind, this is actually really recently. <laughs> um, but I looked up... Um, I think the term I looked up was female ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And I tried to have a bit of a conversation with one of my girlfriends. Oh, I've never heard of such a thing. And were they like, oh, you just had a sex free? Uh, no. Because um, <laughs> that's generally the action no, they, I get if I try and talk about they it. They said that they'd never heard of it. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is it? You know, what's <laughs> what's happened? It was great, but also all the mess. And also, what the hell? <laughs> um, so I think I then probably did talk to LB about it. 
and became aware it was a thing. And then suddenly it was a thing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe once you'd raised your head above the parapet a little bit and realised that something had happened to you and then you started researching it, then you were just, oh my God, it's everywhere. Right, so so to me, I wonder, you know, chicken and egg thing because mm. I suddenly, we suddenly got more involved in watching porn or talking about these things and that happened to coincide with me doing a female ejaculation. What the hell is this, Google? You know, <laughs> oh, it's got a name. You know, <laughs> um, and it's a thing. Um, and actually talking to you guys a bit, because you said about someone who had a particular talent for mm-hmm. uh, yes, getting for, the women to do such a thing. For eliciting a physiological reaction. Right. Not necessarily giving the lady a climax to accompany it. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay that's a thing that they're talking about and I know what it is so um, yeah I mean what what are your thoughts experiences interestingly life? so if you'd asked me five years ago I would literally poo-poo the idea I mean like what the hell are you talking about mm-hmm. and whilst I probably would have gone into a research mode and gone and looked it up and had a you know oh this must exist somewhere otherwise people wouldn't use the phrase um but because it had never happened to me, I probably would have been very scornful as ever of you know its existence. And because it's quite a divided opinion sometimes when you do look at it uh, on the internet, some people are adamant that it's not actually a thing and it's just oh. women having a sex week. Well, for those people who are wanting to find out right. more, can I suggest that you listen to the BBC's Unexpected Fluids? Because <laughs> not only is it fucking amazing, but a couple of episodes ago... Um, they had a lady on there who has the world record for squirting and they also go into the biology and the scientific of what it's made yeah of. so that actually really interests me mm. the, the science behind it um or, you know or, or rather, the, or rather the biology behind it maybe that, well according to um what they're talking about on the next this week is actually there is a a school of thought that actually it is completely cleaning you out. So some of it is, there is we, there is urine in mm. it. I think we've, we've tested but, the fluid, haven't they, yeah. in their trials, and they have found there is a small amount. Yeah, but apparently it's it gives such a good cleanup because men can actually squirt as well. Again, something covered in this uh, <laughs> podcast. But um, yeah, it was, so it's really, I found that really interesting. So a, a school of thought is, it just gives you a really good clean out. So I just think of it as a uh, a valet. Like a, like a oh god. <laughs> no? Is that not hot? I'd like you to valet my veg, please. <laughs> so yeah, it is a very, very interesting hot topic at the moment. Um and I think especially going back to, you know, relating this in some way to the lifestyle, which of course is, you know, ultimately what we're talking about, I've and again, pardon the pun, I've come across it way more times than I ever thought I would. Yeah. Um, some women might as well have a certificate and a badge for it mm-hmm. because the amount of times they've mentioned it, um, alluded to it, promised it, um, shown off about it, told everyone in in who was going to listen that they, they do it prolifically. Brilliant, okay. Now, before I was able to do it or it had happened to me, I was, again, very like oh brilliant another thing I can't do (laughs) and I was really skeptical Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, so it has happened to me uh-huh. now. So um, I'm prepared to accept that it's, it, it's real. Do you enjoy it? Oh, interesting question. Not always. Uh-huh. Um, there's been times when I've not enjoyed it because it hasn't really had any associated pleasure with it. It's just been a thing. It's just been a ballet. <laughs> just the ballet. <laughs> no, uh, no polish afterwards. <laughs> um, so, it, yes, it's possible to just literally do a party trick and make it happen. Uh-huh if you've hit the right spot mm-hmm. and that is has happened to me yeah where there's there's not been an associated uh pleasure or climax to make me enjoy the situation or the sensation the sensation itself is really odd i find yeah or it can be because again and again it's not it's not dissimilar to needing to have a wee yeah so there is that kind of weird pressure of uh, something's going to happen. Don't know what it is. Don't have feel about this. Don't think I like it. Mm-hmm. But then it's okay. Um, but more recently, we've discovered the enjoy, which is um, a, a a toy, a very simple toy. It's just a metal bar, mm. um, kind of a big Pro ball, a big ball at one end and a small ball at the other. Beautifully made, really heavy, really um, very simple in mm. its design. And it, I think it takes all the pressure off a man having to use his wrist because to to give um, a G-spot orgasm, I think it's probably quite difficult on, on the wrist for a man doing it, mm-hmm. especially if a woman's not that able to come quite easily. Mm. So I have enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoy. <laughs> I have enjoyed it. Um, but it doesn't always, it's not a quick thing. I think for me, I can't settle into it without knowing that I have basically mm-hmm. waterproofed the room <laughs> because I I it it's just too messy. Mm. I like it but I also can't deal with But do you like it because of what it does for you or because you think actually L V might be really keen on the fact that he's no. done that? Uh, no, I I was gonna say that okay what he thinks of that. <laughs> no. Um no I I enjoy the sensation of it, but I'm I'm very much a more um, an internal stimulated mm-hmm. person than you are. Yeah. So I think that actually that's probably partly the difference, maybe. So for me, generally, if I want to come, it needs to be some internal, internal. stimulation. Interestingly, though, over time I have uh, trained myself, if you like. Yeah, why not? train myself like olives so train myself in the same way to enjoy um something again which i was always very uh hateful of <laughs> which was of course the finger blasting yeah but that's because you call it that there's no because it's been done it. really badly in the past like fingering is just like it's oh, a schoolyard it's, isn't it oh my gosh it's so gross which is why again going back to the shame <laughs> i would never say to someone Oh, I want you to finger me because it just sounds gross. <laughs> like, it really doesn't sound nice, does no, it? No, it doesn't. It needs a new term. But actually, it needs a new term. That's kind of what I would want. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say to someone. So, how do you explain to someone then what you want oh, them to do? Oh, I don't. Well, there you go. So we're back to the. I know. Back to square one. How 
how do we ever expect to get what we want from a situation if we a can't use the words because we find them so deplorable yeah and b because of the mess and c because we're too embarrassed to say the words yeah we're just a hot mess yeah so we need to get better at asking for what we want we do and using the language to say what we want yeah and, and not us. worrying about the aftermath. Yeah, what would the Spice Girls do? That's what we need to They'd check. have a really messy bedroom. They would. They wouldn't, they wouldn't care. <laughs> there would be towels everywhere. There would be towels everywhere. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> um, it would be Christina with her, let me get mine, you'll get yours. You know, that she, yeah, she could come and join in with the Spice Oh my gosh, this is like a fantasy. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that note, mm. so now we know what the Spice Girls would do. Yeah, what we imagine they would do. What we imagine they might do, yeah. Mm. So this has been fascinating. Yeah. Um, we haven't covered half the things we were going to. Well, there's a few little things that we But I do covered, think we've but... probably covered it better yeah. than we did in our first drunk yeah. things. Yeah, we, we're, we've been like a jack of all trades, master of none, I think, mm. in the last one. Jacking off. No, <laughs> jacking off all trades. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter your trade, we'll jack you off. <laughs> yeah, no, this is been really interesting yeah, thank you thank, thank you for that. your honesty well, thank you thank and you for, for you you actually managed to get me to say those words yeah and <gasps> and i i have now told whoever listens to this that i like a fingering <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so uh yeah so so do we now release mr h from the dungeon we've kept him away from us so he didn't interfere in like yeah we couldn't have him interfering no no, because he'd not. just be looking at us going, oh, you haven't said this, or, <laughs> you know, oh, the time. So, all right, we, we will um, wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanilla Rice, thank you so much well, for joining you, me Mr. today. H. And poor Mr. H has been, oh, he must have been having a terrible time knowing that I'm driving tonight and, yeah. you know, him not do having you know anything to do with this. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, you, you've driven very well. It's not true what people no. say about women drivers. Wait, what do people say? Uh, well, I'll have you know I can reverse park like no. a fucking genius. Well, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about general. And I can twitch. do it while I'm making myself squirt as well. Oh. <laughs> okay, good effort. You don't ever want to lift in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. Well, on that well, note. thanks. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, back to the show. Thank you. Well, that was a delightful fireside chat between two beautiful women. Thank you. Thank you And how much. hard did you find it not to butt in? Um, well, when I was editing <laughs> this part of the show, um, and I did that before I came to record this little end bit, the mm. magic behind the scenes, the science of it all. Absolutely dream smasher. I know. I wanted to go in and say so many things. And much of it actually was um, really reassuring to oh, both good. of you. I think much of it was around... Um, you don't need to worry. You're both stunning and, and you're, you're both hot and you're both lovely and you both have great personalities. Um, so, I, you know, it was really, I wanted to step in and give you those reassurances. Um, there were a few things that, that sort of jumped out to me that I thought would be worth touching upon for now oh. following the episode. I'm sure people will have their own comments. So, yeah. you know, if you do, get in touch and, and, you know, add to the chat and whatnot. But for me, I think it's really, really important that in the lifestyle that you ask for what you want. Yeah. And I think silence is is an absolute pain and 
you know, it, I don't think it matters whether, and, and that was the other thing that struck me, is that it didn't matter some of these truths, whether you're a man or a woman. Though, of course, as a man, you don't necessarily want to design a vagina. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but actually, the asking for what you want and what you like and being vocal or at least indicating what you like is so, so important because it really makes your partner feel as though mm-hmm. you're paying attention to them and giving them a chance to, to satisfy you. And quite often, that's all, pe- all people want to do is make you happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me. That's the luck of what I've encountered. But it's so important to, to do that. And the more you can do to create an environment where that is possible and people feel comfortable, the, the better off you'll be. Okay. I think that, that that was the first thing. The second thing that, that, that sort of um, came to mind, really, was that actually, universally, I think everybody, man or woman, has body issues. I would agree with that. And I think I think it's not mm-hmm. just limited to, to women, although certain things uh, mm-hmm. women are worried about, certain things some guys are worried about, I think. And, yeah. I, and I guess what I've tended to notice within the lifestyle is actually some guys don't give a shit, but some guys worry all the time. Yeah, I, I know which camp true. I fall into. <laughs> and, and bear in mind, some of these statements and opinions that we expressed in our interview, of course, were massive sweeping generalisations. And we are not trying to offend groups of people by saying that this is how all people feel, because, of course, there are opinions yeah. and everyone's entitled to have a different one. No, I absolutely get that. And I think it's 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 a really valid piece to just, to just remind everyone that actually... As, as human beings, everybody has their worries. Everyone has their concerns. And something that you may see as a, as a huge big deal, not to trivialise that, but to the, other, to the average person that meets you, probably doesn't even notice it or even worry mm-hmm. about it. And that, that's, that's a, quite an interesting little piece. And it's something actually it was quite, you know, having spoken about some of my own body issues, it, sometimes I do think, actually, what am I worried about? It really isn't that big a deal. <laughs> I, but, think, I think the day I stop having body issues is a day that I actually stop caring. Possibly. <laughs> and not actually bothering to uh, improve or create a better version of myself because I won't give a shit anymore. Well, that was January 2018. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough three weeks for us. <laughs> but, you know, fortunately now I just get one and chips in and around my face every day and I just don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so a huge thank you to Vanilla Ice for coming along on the show. Uh, a huge thank you to Lord Voldemort for... Um, uh, looking after everyone back at home while while she was stomping around her house. I say stomping, sat comfortably in she almost pajamas. Yeah, having wine and chocolate really. So right, it, it, it was really nice and chill. It was no hardship. Thank you to me for remaining out, oh, outside of the room Lord. and and not interfering whatsoever. <laughs> and and for Ed, yes, it so you well. did an admirable job of remaining quiet and playing games. I, 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 well I, done. No, all I did was sat and watch South Park. <laughs> That's clearly all I needed to do. So um, thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, we're sure you got some comments. So if you do, send them to BedhoppersUK on Twitter or mm. BedhoppersUK at gmail.com or BedhoppersSuck, whichever one you prefer to say. <laughs> uh, we're also on Fab Swingers at uh, BedHoppers and we're also on Double Date Nation at, as BedHoppers as well. So, we, are, we are just everywhere. We're not everywhere. but I feel like we're omnipotent. We do have an Instagram account as well. Oh my God. We don't often mention the Instagram. <gasps> but there's mostly pictures of Yoko. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, most, absolutely. Dog's a star. Yeah, she does very well. And, and the odd light that we've, we've discovered. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, get in touch with us if you've got a, a comment or a thought. Um, don't be shy. And if, you, if you've if you had concerns and, and want someone to chat to, I'm sure we'll be around to help with that as well. Not that we're professionals in any shape or form, but we might be able to help. So um, just a final reminder. So next couple of episodes, we're talking about Room 101. Mm. So if you've got a 
thing that you hate about the lifestyle or swinging or all of these things that we get up to, let us know about it and we'll chuck it into room 101. You're going to be really annoyed if, if you're one of the things. Yeah, it's probably, it's like, uh, it'll please be... Please put Mr. H and his voice in there. Yes, He please. doesn't stop talking. He doesn't stop talking. He doesn't <laughs> let Mrs. H talk. His impressions and singing are shit. Please put him in there. And also that fucking ukulele. <laughs> so yeah, please chuck those things in. Oh, that went there a while ago. Yeah, I know. All right, fine. I think you already put it in there. And then uh, the other thing is, around uh, taking one for the team. So if you've got thoughts, if you've done that, if you've come up with a situation where you've avoided doing that, what are your tactics, anything like around that type of stuff, mm. please get in touch with us at the, I would say above addresses, but the addresses that I've already mentioned. That would be absolutely fabulous. Mrs. H, do that funky thing, please. Well, thank you for hopping into our bed. Just for reference, the things that aren't allowed to go into room 101 are Transformers, pets walking into the room, apparently Mr. <laughs> Kitty or Yoko, mm-hmm. um, me, Goblin King, the Goblin King, uh, mm. anything else that we want? Pokemon Go can't go into room 101 no. apparently. No, uh, So we've had, you know, we, we've set some limits around this whole thing. Absolutely. M- mostly stuff cats, we like. Generally cats can't go into oh, room Oh, cats one. can go in there generally. No. I mean, most cats are assholes. Yeah, but we can't go into room 101. No, I think they can. No. No, I think they can. Um, I mean, that's, that's not an exhaustive list. No, it's not exhaustive, but I think that's a good starting point. All right, cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. 